Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So right, we are back here on WBEM. Brian Masrowski here with you alongside Joe Beamer on an icy morning. Uh, thanks for being with us. If you're without power... We hope that it gets resolved soon. You are not alone. As you heard Randy say, still over 20,000 people without power. A lot of NYSEG customers this morning dealing with that issue. And, you know, we're working on bringing you more information as we get it, but not too much in terms of when we can say that'll be back online for you soon. Unfortunately, as we get that information, we'll uh, bring it to you this morning. I have to say, Brian, this morning, uh, you and uh, Susan gave away Chubby Checker tickets. And as I was taking the winner's information down, their power came back on. So they were they won tickets and then their power came back on. A double win for them this morning. There is, um, you know, slowly, of course, as I'm saying this, you, you know, refresh things and new information comes on. Restoration time, which is... I mean, come on. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody tells you, oh, we'll beat your house between right. 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. or yeah. something like that. Um, NYSEG is updating restoration time. A lot of people in Cheektowaga, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. tonight. So that's, I guess, what you can expect. Obviously, it can happen earlier, as you just mentioned, Joe, and we do see people at Cheektowaga, Lancaster, text us and get their power back on this morning. But 6 to 8 p.m. is what they're saying right now for some of those areas, at least in Cheektowaga. So something to keep in mind if you're without power this morning. That's right. That's right. Slow drive in. Uh, If your car's not in a garage this morning, give yourself time to defrost. And uh, just take it easy. Just take it easy this morning, Brian. It's always okay. Your to be car late. was not in a garage this morning, Joe. No, it wasn't. And it, you know, I um. So my wife texted me around four thirty six, just you know, making sure you got to work. And I said, "Well, I'm just leaving because it took over thirty minutes for my car to get to the point where I could chip the ice away." But stupid stupidity on my part. We got a garage in December, literally across the parking lot from our apartment, and uh, it sat with a Christmas tree in it last night. Brian, no car. You got a garage. Yes. And for you this don't reason. park your car in it, even when you know there's an ice storm coming overnight. Yeah. Neither car. There's not a car in the garage. That's like I know. It's it's a we, we, we came home, we went out that's to dinner. That's a new one. We went out to dinner, we came home, and both of us had the thought of, oh, park right here in front of the building. Instead of, hey, you know that nice garage that we're paying for? Maybe go put the car in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, dinner time, so like the ice is coming down. Yeah, yeah, 
it's and you're falling. like let's just leave it outside. I already had a you know an issue getting the car from across the street, getting the ice off the car and and everything, and I knew it was coming and um, just completely forgot about that garage that we've been using yeah. and putting our stuff in and you know getting a baby room ready putting the stuff we don't have room for in this garage completely forgot about i it. just enjoy like every now and then you get the little glimpse in the mind of joe <laughs> <laughs> what a, what is going on there um a lot's going on i want to get to uh you know before we dive into some of the other stuff too uh we spoke with state senator sean ryan uh and talked about a number of things uh you know something we mentioned at the top of the show yesterday about why I'm not seeing the uproar that I saw, you know, on uh, when New Era was uh, losing. Job. He it did address that, and his reasoning was, uh, when we're talking about the Buffalo News, of course, his reasoning was that, well, New Era is more local. Um, they thought they could have, right, uh, a better impact with a lot of the press conferences than they would on the Buffalo News and the jobs that will be lost there with the moving of the printing over to Cleveland. Um, because they're owned by somebody who's not local. So that was their reasoning behind that, something we were asking earlier this morning. That was his reasoning, and I understand where he's coming from, but he compared it to the Great Northern Grain Elevator, which is also owned by a company that's not local, and they did a demonstration in front of the Great Northern. So just I understand where he's coming from, but that didn't stop them a few months ago at the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Um, But something that I did like in the interview was uh, something he said, and I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, and I think I've done this show before, like over a year ago, talking about Tesla and the investment, and it was probably in relation to the stadium, because Tesla, to build that facility, it cost the state a billion dollars, which is more than what they're paying to put that new stadium. Uh, of course, the stadium is something that gets talked about over and over again for months and months and years and years uh, about, you know, should they, should they not, should they, should they not. Uh, the Tesla plant, woof, it was just announced, and then it happens, yep. and no one said anything about it, and it was more money. Uh, but <laughs> um, but I, I remember, you know, you can have your opinion on whether or not that was a good investment or a good use of state money. And I think in the show, and it's probably where I stand right now, I would be ambivalent about it. Um, you know, I would say generally the idea, I don't like the idea of the state building an entire facility for a company that could probably build it on its own, right? Um, could definitely build it on its own, yeah. <laughs> the richest person in the world. Yeah. It bought uh, Twitter, which is worthless for <laughs> billions and billions. Of, probably could have built probably. on its own. Uh, just for a private business to build their own facility, I, the idea I, is not something I agree with. Was it a good investment by the state? I, well, relatively speaking, compared to a lot of other things we spend money on, I don't, was it a bad idea? I don't know. They, you know, Sean Ryan talks about low-paying jobs at Tesla. I happen to know that there's a lot of people at Tesla who are making pretty good money and yep. there's a lot of well-paying jobs here in Buffalo because of that Tesla facility. I, I do I want to say that was a bad spin I, I don't know. I'm like I said I'm pretty ambivalent about it. But he said that looking back now that was a mistake. He said that we were wrong about the entire idea behind bringing Tesla building out that facility. And I thought that was interesting. He also said we were wrong 
when I brought up, uh, we were talking about natural gas and having yeah. this whole discussion. I brought up, well, I see all these NFTA buses uh, going around town uh, that are powered by natural gas, and it says it's clean and green because it's powered by natural That's gas. Right. The thing that I'm being told now is dirty, dirty. And uh, that was uh, 2014. $11 million spent on some natural gas buses. I think there was further investment after that. But he says, All right, well, looking back now, we were wrong about that, and now we know better. And I like hearing that because you never hear that out of people. We were wrong about this or that. Now I just wish that people would admit that we are probably wrong about everything. Yeah. Like, uh, it, that was less than a decade ago. So in nine years, you're going to tell me after people have been forced to, I mean, nine years after 2030, obviously, when people have been forced to reconfigure their home for all electric, is someone going to come out and say, because, Brian, that's a little more in the pockets of the constituents. That's a little more of a, we were wrong, and that's a little more of a, that cost me a lot of money for you to be wrong. I, I should say um, on our text board, 803-0930 if you want to weigh in with us this morning uh, by giving us a call or on the text board too. Uh, someone reminds me, it was built for, originally for Solar City, uh, which had you know this relationship with Elon Musk, and then Tesla eventually buys them out. They were doubly wrong because they invested a billion dollars in a company that went bankrupt. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were, I mean, really wrong at the start. And they end up being, according to Sean Ryan, wrong in their approach to building that. But I I like that line of thinking. Joe, it's one of my uh, favorite books that I have, not because it's super insightful or gives you a lot of answers um, but I, I just I think it's a fun read. It's an interesting uh, way to think about things, and it's something that actually you know during the COVID and all the shutdowns and what all this stuff you know that we were taking in every single day during 2020 and 2021. I thinking back to this book helped me not invest too much into what I was hearing on a day to day basis. The book is called "But What If We're Wrong." It's a Chuck Klosterman book. It came out like uh, about 10, uh, a little less than 10 years ago or so. And the whole book is based off of like, hey, we have been wrong about everything. Yeah. I mean, the book starts off by, you know, when Newton came around and he's talking about gravity and he's talking about stuff like everyone's understanding of how the world worked for thousands of years was completely wrong. And. Yeah, it's like, am I to believe that we have the final right answer? I don't know. Probably, maybe. But you ask really smart people and they say, our understanding of gravity might be completely different 300 years from now because we keep on learning more information. That's how the world works. Yep. Um, so then, you know, he goes on to look at a whole bunch of different things, pop culture, sports, anything, and asks, what if we're wrong about this or that? You know, what if the Beach Boys are actually terrible? You know, uh. if, you know some, but you know all these yeah. other things, and I like that line of thinking has always stuck with me. That you're probably wrong, or at the very least, not completely right about everything. So, if we can have, and I really do appreciate Sean Ryan coming on, admitting because you never get the admission. You, you know, we were wrong about how we handled. 
the Solar City facility at Riverbend in Buffalo. He says, we were wrong to invest this money in a natural gas bus fleet and call it clean energy because, well, now we know that it's not clean and we want to do this other energy. Why can't we pre-admit that we are probably wrong yeah. about a lot of the policies that we put in place and knowing our track record in human history of being wrong about just about everything, why would we go all in on one particular thing and not yes. diversify ourselves a little bit? If you were wrong in what you thought was clean energy nine years ago, right? You went all in yes. nine years ago. <laughs> maybe you take a step back and say, this is what we believe and we'll take baby steps toward it, right? I don't think anyone's going to be upset with baby steps toward it. But Brian, the, the what you used... All in. And that's exactly what the state is doing when it comes to all electric, all electric houses, all electric cars. They are going all in. How about nine years if we're all wrong again? The I I like to, you know, and it's it's really pertinent just because we're on a day where we're talking about 20,000 plus all morning long and maybe for the rest of uh, the daylight without power. You know, talking about this electricity versus natural gas thing that the state is going on. And it was interesting to hear because we haven't really heard from prominent Democrats in Albany very much about this. And we heard from a couple this week. Uh, Tim Kennedy, you heard his voice on WBEN, the state senator, earlier this week. And now Sean Ryan, another uh, local state senator, about the, well... What might happen to these ideas? And Sean Ryan was, I guess, less emphatic about this than the governor appeared to be when we asked her a few weeks ago, right? I mean, did it sound that way to you, Joe? Yeah. He made it seem because, I, you know, the point, 2030, 90% of people in western New York, if their furnace goes... You'd have to replace. You, you couldn't buy the same furnace and plug it in, which is already expensive. You'd have to you have some sort of whole new way to heat your home because you can't have a gas-powered furnace. It would have to be electric or um, geothermal or you know some new type of way that would cost a lot of money to put into into your older home. And the ninety percent of homes use that gas-powered furnace. He made it seem like whatever the final rule would be. He does not believe that what is written now, where you would have to make that decision to go away from your gas-powered furnace, would be the case. Yeah, by the way, it's going to be a lot of money to spend a lot of money, right? Because you're going to have to spend money to get your house ready for electric furnace and then buy the electric furnace. I mean, we're talking a ton of money. It seems like he was going the same way as uh, Tim Kennedy, right? With uh, this talk of, well, this is, a, this is a starting point, this and that. Well, then why isn't it written like a starting point? I mean, right now, the way it is written is these are very set dates and these are very set rules. Again, proposal hasn't been passed, but it's, it's, it's interesting that, okay, we're going to put all our chips in and then see what's left. I, I guess he's giving us the inside look of, uh, uh, of government, but I, I, the way it's written is why people are reacting the way they are. Maybe that, talk about we were wrong, maybe the governor was wrong to write it the way it's written. I just think it's, it's a good lesson. It's good to look back. I really appreciate hearing that from our politicians, the admission that, you know, there are things that we were wrong about in our very recent past 
that you don't have to wait that long to kind of look back and say, oh, if I would do that over, I would do it differently. Nice to hear that. I think it's refreshing. I think it's something we should uh, use in the forefront of our mind and use that line of thinking when talking about just about everything. And it is, I mean, it's what leads you to what makes America great, which is you have the choice and the freedom to do a whole lot of things. Yes. Right? One way, putting all your eggs in one basket, you know, fully going ahead on this one particular idea is not going to work out. Because we're probably wrong. Maybe you're not wrong about the idea. Maybe you're not wrong about the uh, intent. But you're, <laughs> there's something along the way the you're not going to get right. Yeah. And you have to factor that in. I have to say this. And I, I agree with you, Brian. It's always refreshing to hear a, a politician say, hey, we were wrong about this. But I do take a little of those points away because he's saying we're wrong about it now that there's this new proposal. Hey, we were wrong about that now that we're pr- proposing this. That's just how I look at it. I don't know. Well, um, what do you think? 803-0930. Going to take a break uh, here soon. We do have uh, George Borello on the line. George, are you calling from Albany? Uh, actually, no. I'm, I'm uh, on my way to Batavia, back in the district this week. We're off this week. Oh, off this? Just like a lot of schools. Well, just like everybody today with the ice, right? Um, all right. This gas electric discussion, you know, we're hearing from some prominent Democrats for the first time this week about the proposal. And, you know, they're making it seem like it is more of an idea that in practice it's not actually going to happen as written because of a lot of the issues. What's your understanding from the other side of the aisle? Well, here's the thing. The reality is is that the Climate Action Council scoping plan, uh, we went through a hearing, and now uh, the DEC and other state agencies can implement this where it's possible. So the fact that this is a discussion or an idea or aspirational, quite frankly, just is not true. This is something uh, that, unfortunately, the radical left has been controlling this from the beginning. The Climate Action Council was stacked with a bunch of radical environmentalists, uh, and uh, they are going to push this forward without any kind of a cost-benefit analysis and certainly without uh, any plan on how we're going to pay for this. And when we had the Climate Action Council uh, hearing, the scoping plan, first question to this professor from, uh, the, uh, from Cornell was, uh, George, uh, sorry to say that we're kind of losing you here. Um, yeah, but sig- we, signal going in and out. That's the other side of the aisle. Uh, State Senator George Borello. We heard from Sean Ryan a little bit earlier this morning. I uh, Again, maybe this plays into, you can go back and listen to our talk with Jack O'Donnell earlier this morning. Like This is, it's painted by some also as an upstate, downstate thing. Maybe that I can't, I, I can't wrap my head around why that much because I just don't know New York City that well. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's it. And maybe because these are two local um, senators on the Democratic side of the aisle that we're hearing from and hearing say, ah, I don't know. You have to look at this a little more carefully. Uh, maybe that doesn't really explain. And uh, maybe George is right. Upstate, downstate would outweigh that. It is interesting how many things fall upstate, downstate. And, and like you said, Brian, I don't know the way of living. I just this is one thing that I would assume no matter where you live, you have the same perspective. But obviously we are uh, seeing that that is not the case. Uh 
Polly, uh, you're on WBEN from up in Niagara Falls. How's the ice this morning, Polly? It, it actually, I mean, it was a little dicey last night. It's, uh, you know, not too bad now. Kind of yeah. scary. You hear that, you know, constantly for like hours. That you know, ice, 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 ice. You're wondering what's going on out there. It makes me think of the one caller woman who's got studded. Um, you can actually buy studded shoe coverings. So <laughs> yeah, you, you might need them. Runners use those. <laughs> um, listen, I, 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 yeah, they're wrong. They're all wrong. I, I think we got to really um, look at this, and and I think this is really tied to getting everybody on smart meters and the 5G rollout nationwide. It's not just around here and under the guise of climate. It's like climate's the new religion. So for the health and safety in our climate, uh, you know, this all electric just makes it more um, where we're not independent. We um, And with a switch, a, a, they can sit behind a desk and uh, turn your electric, uh, your AC up or down, you know, or even it can, you know, tie to the water eventually. Uh, with these uh, smart meters. Polly, so, I, I thank you for the call. I'm sorry we're running out of time. I Listen, I don't want to get into conspiracy or whatever. That thought has crossed my mind. I have a smart thermostat. You will have times, and you can opt out of it. You can change it on your own. You can do whatever. You have times where it's, you know, the energy hour during the summer. They want to cut back on energy use where from the outside they will limit where your thermostat goes without you touching yeah. it. Now you can override that quite simply, or you cannot. But the ability to do that is there. I mean, it <laughs> it puts that thought in the back of your head uh, for sure. Uh, we'll be back, Beamaz and Beamer, on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Joe, we're talking about uh, heating your home. Yes, we are. You know where else you can you figure can, out how to heat your home? You can learn that. Oh, I don't have my sound effect ready. But you can learn that at the Buffalo Home Show. If you're caller number three, there it is. If you're caller number three at 202-WBEN, that's 202-9236, you could win a four-pack of tickets for one-day admission to the Buffalo Home Show coming to the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center for two weekends. That's next weekend, March 3rd through 5th, and the following weekend, March 10th through 12th. For show details, go to buffalohomeshow.com. The Buffalo Home Show. It's, uh, It's... it's event season at the convention center, right? Convention season. Yeah. Um, Joe usually puts in like the sound effects and everything in the background of people, um, you know, you know what, what it sounds like doing, yeah. doing homework. It's wrong, though. You oh. know what it sounds like doing repairs in your home? What's that? It's just a whole bunch of swear words, <laughs> like yelled out loud. <laughs> and you can't play that on the radio, so we have to do like the hammer and nail and yeah, the drill. The way it's things. supposed to be. <laughs> a, a bunch of curse words. That was me in my car this morning. You know, trying to chip yeah. the ice away, saying, "Why didn't I think of the garage?" You know, yeah. that was. It's why Bob Vila was great, but never really relatable. <laughs> He's always, you know, cool, calm, and collective, doing all this work. HGTV. It's never really reflects reality. You want an HGTV uncensored? Yes. Yeah. How it really is, at least in my house. Yelling and swearing. My uh, wife, will she'll tell me how good of a job I did fixing something in the house based on how many times she heard me yelling out and swearing. <laughs> I'm trying to think the last time I fixed like the oven or something, and she's like, I, I was finished, and I came out. She's like, oh, wait, you're done? She's like, I didn't hear any swearing. I, I didn't even think you started. <laughs> Usually I'm hearing it all over. We've got these boxes now in the, uh, in the baby room, and I know that's going to be a multiple curse hour session putting that dresser and crib together. I know a lot of words will come out of uh, of that room. The dresser's the worst. That's what the I hear. Dre- you have a dresser that's right now in a cardboard box? Yes. Yeah, that's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I hope you have all the right pieces. Uh, that's what I. That's my number one concern. Yes, of course. Um, I had to like mail in for like the right drawer backs or something. How long did it take you to realize you didn't have it? Like you had the wrong one. I mean, you go through the steps and you get to where you put the back of the drawer on, and I'm like, "What the?" And I use another one. I'm like, what did I do? And then I take apart the other part from the step before. I'm like, am I doing? No, I did that right. What? It like it takes a good hour before you're like. These are the wrong pieces. Yes. So I had a, a, a outdoor kit for our patio, and I just kept on thinking, Brian, Joe, this has to be you. They wouldn't have put the wrong pieces in there. You have to be doing something wrong. Luckily, no, they did. I was I was right. They were wrong. And, um, yeah, that's nothing more frustrating. That's why I got to get this dresser out of the box, Brian, because if that situation occurs, I need to be able to get the replacement and put it together yeah. before – the due date. You want to have all that done way before. Yes. You don't have to worry about it. It's all set and forget, ready to go. We are less than three months away, so it's uh, it's time to get to work. Joe, I uh, brought up this story early this morning 
that I thought was, you know, it was kind of neat. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe, you might uh, want to call it, in New Mexico. Because they could be the first state with an official aroma. That's right. Uh, there are, state lawmakers are working hard to pass through their uh, legislature a bill that would make the green chili roasting on an open flame in the fall the official aroma of New Mexico. Smells good. Um, now, a few things on this. One, that is very specific. A, yes. Like, I saw the headline, and I thought it was, okay, roasted chilies as the scent of... No, no, no. It is specifically a green chili roasting on an open flame in the fall. That is the official scent of New Mexico. If this green chili is roasting in the spring or summer, no, 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 doesn't count. Not protected. Any other chili, no. Enclosed flame, no. Has to fit all that criteria. That's the official smell. That's very specific. That is. I, I'd like to know how they capture that smell. Like You've made that the smell of Santa Fe. That's got to be a candle now, right? I mean, I want to be able oh, to yes. burn the Santa Fe candle. A candle that never smells anything like what it says on the Of course jar. not. Come never on. does. Of course. But then, right, it got me thinking, okay. Um, and by the way, just to the person who texted in, that's why you check the parts first. The parts are there. They're the wrong parts, and you can't tell they're the wrong parts until you try to fit it. Right. With the, It looks like it should be the right part. It doesn't fit. Anyways, exactly. it got me thinking, what should the official scent be of Buffalo? And I know that there's a very popular answer that's out there. It's almost like the obvious answer. Yeah, it's the first one I thought that of. That people would think of. Yeah. And I think that it's wrong. And now I think that it's wrong for two reasons, because of uh, what they're doing over in New Mexico. But, Joe, the official scent of Buffalo is? Well, people would say Cheerios. Cheerios. You go downtown, most of the eh, – is it most of the days? You go downtown and you, you expect to smell Cheerios. That's what I should say. So here's the thing. If you're going by what New Mexico is doing, where it's the sweet smell of green chili roasting on an open flame every fall, um, you would have to be more specific than just Cheerios. That's true. You would – for me, it would be – if you're going down the route of Cheerios, it would be the smell of Cheerios in the crisp – winter air when walking out of a Sabres game. Yes. Like, that would be the smell that puts a very particular image in your mind, right? If we're going to be realistic about the smell, it would be the smell of Cheerios mixed in with sewage walking out of the (laughs) arena after a Sabres game. I'm going to say, like, I feel like more of, like, the Fruit Loop type thing is more, I smell that almost more than I do Cheerios sometimes. At least You're going to have to tell me which is which. I don't know what I'm smelling. I just know really? something's, something's baking over there. Um, but no, Cheerios is the very... It's what everyone says. I put this out on Twitter. Every reply has been Cheerios. <laughs> yes, it has. Right, it's the smell of Cheerios. It's what we all like to think. But um, So one, it's not specific enough. Be specific when those Cheerios. Two, I don't think it's accurate. I think if you really want to be accurate, and if you really want to think, what is truly the, the aroma of buffalo? I think you're fooling yourself if you don't say the deep fryer. The deep fryer. It's everywhere. And I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, the start of fish fry season, Ash Wednesday, and of course tomorrow, first uh, fish fry Friday of the Lent season. I, you're smelling them all over. They're in churches. They're everywhere. The deep fryers are going. Every restaurant you go to, every pizza place you go to, every bar you go to, 
everywhere has the deep fryer going if you walk into somewhere that serves food in Buffalo and Western New York. We're famous for our chicken wings, which are made in a deep fryer. And yep. I know, oh, the char pit wings. No, get out of here with that. It's a deep fried chicken wing that we're famous for. To be fair, they are fried before they're thrown in the pit. Exactly. Yes. The, it's the deep fryer that I think is the true aroma of Buffalo. And if we were going to make an official scent, I kind of think that should be it. And we're fooling ourselves by saying Cheerios, which is, I mean, it's good, yes. It's not constant. It's not everywhere. It's not. It's in one specific place. So I think you have to knock it a little bit there. And I think we just like to say Cheerios because it's a little bit healthier. Yeah. We, we don't to, like to admit that really the smell of buffalo is a deep fryer. Right. No, we want to perceive ourselves as heart healthy. <laughs> Just like on the box. Yes. Yeah. The shape of the Cheerios in the bowl is in the heart. You know, and, and since you've said this, Brian, I have thought about when you are at Millersport in Sheridan and you're at that light, what do you smell? You smell the deep fryer at Duff's and you want to turn mm-hmm. the car around and go get some wings and fries. What do I smell? I go for a run throughout North Tonawanda and I reach uh, the corner of, I. oh my goodness, I'm forgetting my street names and I run past it all the time. But you got two pizzerias right there. It's the deep fryer smell yep. hits you as you're running through the street. It doesn't matter what your neighborhood is. Someone said the smell of an order of chicken wings I think that could be it, too. Uh, hot chicken wings fresh out of the fryer. Yes. I, I just put deep fryer in there because, I mean, the smell of chicken wings would be the sauce, mostly, like the hot sauce. But the sauce all coming off of the fried wing right when it gets to your table, mm-hmm. not 10 minutes later, right when it's still kind of glistening from the... spicy. Yeah, right out, right out of the fryer, out of the bowl, onto your onto your plate. Oh, my gosh. You can make an argument for that, too. I was thinking just just the deep fryer more so because it, it gets the fish fry, too. Right. It captures the whole 12 months. You walk into uh, G. McCarthy's, and that's the smell of buffalo. Yes. It, it sticks on your clothes for the next two weeks. Yeah. The smell of buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, when I smell a fish fry, or not a fish fry, I'm sorry, when I smell a um, deep fryer, I know... There's going to be good subs at this place because there's nothing better than a Buffalo Pizzeria sub. Yeah. Uh, and that's we, what the deep fryer makes me think of, a Buffalo Pizzeria. We pride ourselves on the wings and the pizza and everything like that. I, I feel like that's the scent of Buffalo. Uh, 803-0930 if you want to join. What should be our official aroma? I can think of a few more. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm up in North Tonawanda. I think the deep fryer can go not just Buffalo but all of Western New York. Um, but the scent that I have that sticks with me most often, we get skunks like around the neighborhood. I like the skunk would be the scent of my neighborhood. We don't want to make that the official scent, but I I really don't want to make that. But if I'm being honest, you know what, you know, it could be an official scent. It's it my my closet still smells like this because I haven't washed my winter pants since the Bills Bengals game. What about the smell of a trash can fire at a Bill's tailgate in I, the winter. <laughs> it only happens eight times a year. You can't I'm, do it. Well, not even eight times because we're talking about a winter tailgate where the yeah, fire's going. Yeah, it's true. But that, that smell, everyone knows what I'm talking about. And yesterday I was going through my closet because, you know, I got to start making room. And uh, I smelled my winter pants. Still smell like that fire <laughs> like smoke. From, from the Bengals game. Just what you want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just what you want. <laughs> 
for that to kind of I do I let my stuff they hang in the basement when I'm near the fire they hang there let the scent get out oh yeah and that's it has to get out of there that is a smell everyone in Western New York knows but I feel like that is the I I know people love to say Cheerios there's still like the bumper stickers in my city smells like Cheerios yeah I'm like yeah it's kind of true sometimes sometimes <laughs> if you're here in this one particular place but really. I'm watching you pull out of a place where your city smells like a deep fryer. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we should embrace it. Someone mentioned French fries, too, because of the fare. Like, it's all-encompassing. Yep. If you put the fryer there, you get everything. You get the wings, number one. It's what Buffalo is almost most uh, famous for. Um, Number two, you get the French fries everywhere, the chicken fingers, everything else uh, from the fare. You get the fish fry, too. I like that. Um, someone said, uh, we said it a few times, the official smell of buffalo needs to be the smell of winter. And I don't know, like, I- I've had this question. Does winter have a smell or are, is it just cold? Like, is that just cold air hitting your nose and that's what, it's, you're not really smelling anything, it's just a cold sensation. If you're if you say the smell of winter, I think your mind can go many different places mm-hmm. because when you say the smell of winter, I think the smell of people's fire fireplaces being on. And you walk outside and you get that smell of especially early winter when people first put their fireplaces on. That smells what I think. When you say smell of winter, that's the smell that used to, to be mind. mine until like this year. My neighbor had a wood-burning stove that would be on all the time. I loved, yeah. you know, smelling the you could smell it, you know, walking outside. Just ah, yeah, that's a good smell of a wood burning stove. Smell of winter, and he replaced it with a gas one. Ah, so that's unfortunate. I I don't get that scent anymore, but I know the smell you're talking about. I feel like that's going away though. It's yeah. slipping away. It's a good smell, but yeah, you're right. It's got to be something that 20 years from now we'll still be knowing the smell of a deep fryer, Brian. That's not going anywhere. Someone said uh, you can try. Oh, the smell of road salt is. That's not a bad one. No. For uh, the because that has a smell to it. Yep. You you can definitely maybe that is the smell of winter that the uh, previous texter was uh, mentioning. Someone said when you drive through Fredonia in the fall you can smell the grapes on the grapevine for the wine. So there Fredonia, the official aroma, specific time. The Fredonia aroma yeah. would be grapes on the vine for wine. I like that. That's the, nice. Each each town can have their own. The fall smell of grapes on the vine. They're very specific, just like the uh, New Mexico people. It has to be a fall chili. Yeah. I don't know why that's different from the regular chili. Are they ripe in the fall? Must be the best time to cook them on an open flame. I guess so. Um, <laughs> someone's saying snow definitely has a smell. I don't... Maybe. I I don't know. I think you, you might be smelling your glove. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think snow does. It's like, does water... Ah, that's a bad. Water does have a smell. Yes, because I was going to say, if you want to talk about the smell like of rain a, as a smell. Yes. You want to talk about the smell of a season. You know the first warm day after it's been cold and things are melting? That I call that the smell, the spring smell. Now, that is a smell. I don't think anywhere in the country can take that as their own smell. But if we're talking the smell of a season, you can smell spring. That's the that's the season I think of. You can yeah, smell spring. Sure. You can smell spring. And you can smell fall because the leaves falling kind of have an aroma as well. Yeah. Depending on the neighborhood you're in. There's a scent of the season there. Yeah. And then the scent of summer would be a grill. Yes, of course. It's not natural, but it's part of the season. No. The scent of winter... 
it's the deep fryer again. Yeah, I think you're so. walking into places at the end of winter. You have Lent with all the fryers everywhere. I don't know. I, I just that gets my money, and I think it's more so Buffalo than anywhere else. Like if it's if we're talking about uniqueness, I do think it is uniquely Buffalo a little bit because you have the wings. Because I mean, we hear it all the time. When we talk about pizza. You can't get good pizza because we have pizza places unlike yeah. other places around the country. All of them are frying up wings and something like that too. The it has up. the pizza place has its own version of like that deep fryer smell. Yep, like you can smell. When you're in a good pizza parlor. Yes. Yes. I, I'll tell you, I worked at a pizza place for 14 years, Brian. You didn't smell like pizza when you went home. You smelled like the deep fryer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it overpowered. <laughs> but like all that mixing together and like just like a little bit of, you know, if you move your foot a little bit, it slips. Oh, yeah. Like it, it just a little bit of slime on the ground. I think that contributes to it with that like orange square tile that's like around on the ground. Like yeah. that's what every good pizza place is tiled with. And, you know, the rusty Mike and Ike, you know, quarter cranker in the corner where you can get some candy. Like, that has a very distinct smell that only belongs to good pizza places. And I think only happens right here in Buffalo. Yeah, we put it all together. The Buffalo pizza scent. That's a candle. That is a candle. You can put on the shelf, and it actually might be worth, uh, like, $15 or whatever they're asking for a candle now. That's a candle I like to have the wood wick in because I love that wood wick. Because it makes that... Noise. I don't even know. You don't know the Woodwick candles? Joe, it might surprise you. I'm not a candle connoisseur. Well, I I, I had to sell those candles for a few years, Brian. (laughs) Hey, before we get out of here, I do have to say something. I didn't realize it was a random act of kindness week. Did you know this? It's random act of kindness week. Apparently, this is a national thing. And yesterday, I was on a delivery, and I needed help finding uh, where this was going in this complex. So I go to the little clubhouse and walk in, and they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take you there. We'll walk you there. Very nice. They come out of the back room, Brian, with a basket of cereals and oatmeal and Pop-Tarts and Nature Valley bars and Starbucks drinks in a very nice basket that will be put to use, believe me, uh, by the Beamer family. And they said it's a a, a random act of kindness week. Uh, We decided uh, you're the person today. And I go, really? I was overwhelmed. I thought there was a joke being played on me. No, just two very nice people over at the station apartments on Sweet Home. Very nice. Thank you so much. Uh, I had the Fruit Loops already. Delicious. Um, so much more to go. So, random act of kindness. Now I got to find someone uh, to say, be kind. You yeah. know what my first question is going to be? What's that? How are you now paying it forward? I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> I'm coming up with it now. Did you like? I don't. I would feel awkward in that situation. Like I don't know the appropriate reaction. I felt like, very awkward. I like, go thank you, but I don't know. They said yeah. They said I go. Are you sure? Thank you very much. You know. Thank you. Thank you. And not only did they give me this basket of goodies, then they walked me to the apartment I was looking for to drop off the food. I mean, just two of the nicest people uh, I've ever met, and uh, so thankful, so overwhelmed, and now my wife and I have breakfast for the next uh, few days. There you go. Random acts of kindness. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Um, And uh, Joey, we'll be back here tomorrow. We'll be back here together for a Friday show. Like the sound of that. And, you know, I like to promo Hardline, George Borello, who you kind of heard earlier here. (laughs) will be with me Sunday at 11 o'clock. So he will get his full statements in Sunday at 11. You know, we were talking yesterday about talking today about how you use your credit card. Oh, yes. Um, I, that might that might be in there tomorrow. I just got a new 
uh, look in to some numbers. Over half of people surveyed, U.S. adults, say they have more emergency savings than credit card debt. It's only 51%. More than a third say their credit card debt outweighs emergency savings, a record high in 12 years of polling. How do you have it? And I am still amazed to this day. I hear, I hear it all the time. I shouldn't be sh- uh, surprised anymore of people who just do not have credit cards. I, it's surprising to me. Is it surprising to you? Uh, maybe we'll dive into that. Hopefully yeah. nothing comes up before tomorrow. <laughs> I, I think, and we'll get into this tomorrow, but I think it depends on what sort of school of thought financially because you've got two big names out there that have two completely different ways to handle finances. Brian, I think that's a great way to end the week. All right. Uh, we'll be talking with you tomorrow, bright and early. David's up next after the news on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.